I just don't believe Prince Harry and Meghan wanted privacy, claims model Lilani Dowding. Cliff Richard goes topless at 80, sort of. Singer told fans his days of posing shirtless for his calendar were over, but it seems he's had a change of heart. GMB fans distracted as they spot unusual Friday pattern on Kate Garraway's dress. Hello and welcome to Barely Contained, the podcast that takes a foam mallet to the spring-loaded plastic moles of celebrity news. In this week's episode, we will be reviewing Harry and Meghan caught in the crosshairs of former model Leilani Dowding, Cliff Richard breaking his calendar nudity clause promise, sort of, and Kate Garraway getting a sizzling from star readers for a fried egg on her dress. I'm Chris Beckett, and joining me as ever is Matt Withers. Hello, how are you? I'm very well, thank you, Chris. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, not too bad at all, thank you. So, Matt, uh, I understand that you're going to kick things off today with, uh, you know, the latest royal sensation uh, involving Harry and Meghan. Yes, absolutely. This is from the Daily Express online. It's by Daniel Bird, and it's headline, I just don't believe Prince Harry and Meghan wanted privacy claims model Lilani Dowding. Wow, (laughs) they have really pulled out the big guns. Like like you, listener, I've been wondering where um, model Lilani Dowding stood on this, but she's finally broken her silence. It does say exclusive. Prince Harry has come under fire after it was announced he is set to release his life story next year from Lilani Dowding, which is a curious way of, of constructing a sentence, but there we go. I mean, when when doubting starts coming for you, you know, when your closest friends (laughs) are prepared to speak out, that's when you know you've got problems. I I, I kind of, the name rings a bell. Um, I feel that maybe she did like Celebrity Big Brother, something like that. Uh, I think, yeah, I think she's done a few things. I I remember her um, primarily, I think, as a a model um, back in the 90s and noughties. Primarily as a model, as opposed to the outspoken commentator, which she has since become. Exactly, yes. Prince Harry revealed last month that he's planning to release a tell-all memoir following his decision to step down as a senior working royal. In January 2020, the Duke of Sussex and his wife Meghan Markle made the controversial decision to resign, a move that hadn't been seen since 1936. I still can't get over it. The couple, who now resides in Montecito, California, announced their decision with the hopes of living a more financially independent and private lifestyle. They love mentioning it, don't they, Montecito, California, in every single story about Harry and Meghan. Yes, they do. However, since their shock announcement that rocked the House of Windsor, Meghan, 40, and Harry, 36, have seemingly embraced the celebrity lifestyle, participating in the likes of James Corden's Carpool Karaoke and announcing that they would be creating television programmes and podcasts. Podcast market's now closed. Yeah, you know, get get away, guys. You know, we, we don't need the competition. We have pulled up that drawbridge. It's absolutely saturated as it is. The decision has since rattled former page three star Lilani Dowding, 41, who was accused the Duke of Sussex of appearing to profit from his royal status. Rattled. <laughs> rattled. <laughs> what a str- 
strange word to use in that context. Speaking exclusively to express.co.uk, the star has shared her brutal thoughts about the Sussexes. <laughs> I like the way as well that if you scroll through this story, you can see that there's lovely, there's pictures of Harry and Meghan with, with Dowding sort of superimposed behind them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, not very well. Uh, yeah, just brilliant. I don't know, is it supposed to look like she knows them? Because if so, it's a pretty botched Photoshop job, isn't it? <laughs> Following Harry's announcement, there had been speculation that he was set to release four memoirs, including one after the death of Her Majesty the Queen, a claim which he has denied. Lilani, however, is still rattled by the idea that such a senior member of the family will be telling their story so publicly. She is never knowingly not rattled. <laughs> she is a rattled woman. Discussing Harry's decision to release his memoir as the man he is today, and not as the prince he was born, Lilani fumed. Tell all memoirs are not private. It's the opposite of private. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. <laughs> Just in case you were, you were unsure of uh, the nature of a memoir. Presumably the, the man he is today and, and, and not the prince he was born is some sort of blurb that's going to accompany this, this book. Yeah, not I think... A Gillette advert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Although, you know, will we see him advertising Gillette now? Who knows? Maybe. Move out the way, Raheem Sterling. <laughs> she went on to claim, telling your memoirs is the absolute opposite of what they said they wanted. <laughs> telling your memoirs. The former Royal Holloway student continued, so quite honestly, I just don't believe they ever wanted privacy. Now, right, that's it. That's the connection. Yeah, I was thinking this. Royal that, Holloway. The fact that she went to Royal Holloway, is that why they've gone to her for quotes on this? That that puts uh that certainly like gets her gets her much higher up in the you know <laughs> the line to the royal throne. If you've been to Royal Holloway, you 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 basically skip her at least several million. Yeah, it, it puts you up the um the, the pecking order in terms of the line of succession. They wanted to be a part of the royal family, not the privacy, but so that they could sell everything. And that's my opinion. <laughs> it's horrific. And I can't even think of somebody thinking that through. It's really gross behaviour and completely unroyal. The complete opposite of royal. <laughs> she, she, loves, she loves setting up life in <laughs> In terms of opposites. Yeah, she, she sees life as a, a series of antonyms. <laughs> I don't know what, what is the opposite of royal. I suppose unroyal is the complete opposite yeah, yeah. of royal. Fair play. Discussing the potential contents of Harry's memoir, Lilani went on to say, I'll be interested to see if it's really about the interesting aspects of his life, the old Harry we love, his naughty behaviour, the chicks in Vegas, him dressing up for fancy dress parties. She questioned. Or... <laughs> Whether he will be like, oh, poor me, I'm a victim of a privileged lifestyle. So it's like, it's going to be dreadful, it's awful, but I'll definitely be reading it. Yeah, like, he shouldn't be doing this, but I'll, I'll read it if it delves into the more prurient aspects of his life. I, I can just imagine her now. Fancy dress? That's the complete opposite of dressing up normally. <laughs> the equine... <laughs> The equine enthusiast claimed there's a lot of people out there who have had hard lives and have come from poor families. So it's kind of hard to feel that bad when you come from a really privileged family and has everything you've ever wanted. Mm -hmm. 
the equine enthusiast. I, I think they're trying to make her sound more and more royal. <laughs> yeah. Royal Holloway, equine enthusiast, once bumped into a corgi. <laughs> hmm, this woman who used to take her bra off in newspapers knows about horses and what's more likes them. So <laughs> we should put great stead by what she has to say on the matter. <laughs> Following speculation that Harry would release four memoirs, a spokesperson for the Sussexes said these were false media reports and he only plans to release one. Mm. The Duke of Sussex's memoir will be accurate and wholly truthful a part of his deal with publishing firm Penguin Random House, which is worth an estimated £29 million. Thank you, Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much that, that story there. We've given Lailani Dowling's um, strong reaction, really, to Prince Harry releasing his memoirs. You know what, Matt? I think this story demonstrates that we should all yearn for the day when, when uh, Leilani Dowding, we can hear her pining on other, other items of current affairs. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Here's a story from the Daily Express Online by Daniel Bird. It's headlined, Leilani Dowding reacts to Tokyo 2020 Olympics Games controversy. I just don't agree. <laughs> Exclusive. Of course, it's exclusive. <laughs> no, one's, exclusive. no one's getting their ass kicked at the New York Times over this. Exclusive, Lilani Dowding has expressed her thoughts after Olympian Laurel Hubbard became the first openly transgender Olympic athlete. Transgender? That's the complete opposite of not changing your gender. Lilani <laughs> yeah. Dowding is no stranger when it comes to airing what is on her mind, and she certainly hasn't held back with her thoughts on the Olympic Games. The former model has shared her dismay after Laurel Hubbard competed in the women's weightlifting round during Tokyo 2020. Laurel, 43, was selected for the women's weightlifting team after the qualifying requirements were modified. While some argued that she had an unfair advantage, many have praised the Olympic Committee after it was announced that Laurel would be competing. Now, former page three model Lilani Dowding has criticised the decision, saying she's not a fan. Speaking exclusively to express.co.uk, Lilani said, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I don't think somebody who is born a male should be competing against women. Um, and we don't need to delve into that because, yeah. um, you know, etc. and so on. But uh, yeah, we hopefully will hear a lot more from Lilani Dowding the next time that Daniel Bird is um, struggling to get somebody to react to a story. He delves into his contact book and uh, there she is, top of the bees. Call, call me, yes, call me a cynic, but uh, do you think possibly Leilani Dowding could be used as some sort of conduit for the Express's editorial line? <laughs> yeah, possibly, <laughs> possibly, yeah. She does tend to say things which, which uh, will prove popular with their readership. Yeah. Now, Chris, I believe you have a story about everybody's favourite bachelor boy. I do indeed, Matt, and this is from Jennifer Ruby, show business news editor for the Daily Mail. Headline, Cliff Richard goes topless at 80, sort of. Singer told fans his days of posing shirtless for his calendar were over, but it seems he's had a change of heart. I don't know about you, but I think any headline that has <laughs> in brackets, sort of. Yeah. Probably, I mean, you know, isn't always going to be all killer, no filler. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's got a certain intellectual honesty to it. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see more of that, you know, a, a huge headlines on the front and brackets, sort of. <laughs> because life isn't black and white. 
It's that's true. E- yeah, listen on Leilani. <laughs> Doubting. Well, it's that's not. it. You know, going topless. That's the, that's the complete opposite of putting a top on. He told his fans last year that at 80, his days of going topless on his annual calendar were probably over. If the 2022 version is anything to go by, however, it seems Sir Cliff Richard has had a change of heart. August's image offers a glimpse of the popular singer wearing a pair of swimming trunks and raising a glass to the camera while taking a dip in the pool. It certainly does. The shirtless shot may come as a surprise to those who read his autobiography, The Dreamer, released last October. I suspect I've done my final topless photo for my annual calendar, he wrote. I suspect it's time to gracefully exit the Chippendales market. There, there you go. He's got his finger on the pulse of popular culture there, the, the, the Chippendales, a, a, a yes. regular reference point in the year 2021. No magic mic for Sir Cliff. <laughs> no. <laughs> Clearly not ready to give up his pin-up status just yet, however. Yesterday, he released the first look at his official 2022 calendar which features 12 new photos of him in a number of poses. For February's picture, Sir Cliff embraces his inner rocker by posting in a leather jacket with a red electric guitar. For the month of May, he can be seen rowing on a lake. And for December, he poses in a cardigan before a fire holding a present. Now, this is obviously an oral medium, so it's it's difficult really to describe just how truly god-awful these pictures are <laughs> I, I mean they, they are complete alan partridge um two two in particular the the one of him stood on a rock with his guitar and leather jacket but the look on his face as he as he rose this boat on a lake <laughs> but there is there is a reason for this matt the calendar was shot mostly in new york city earlier this year with one of the pictures taken in barbados A representative for Sir Cliff said, given the global pandemic, formal plans for the annual calendar shoot were changed to a more journalistic viewpoint of a Brit in USA finding picturesque spots within the environs of Central Park and nearby. Sir Cliff loved the informality of the shoot. (laughs) What what is this representative talking about? (laughs) That explains everything. What is... What the journalistic viewpoint of a Brit in USA finding picturesque spots? I mean, what? What? <laughs> Just what? be grateful you didn't see November him tucking into a, uh, a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. More than 1.5 million of Sir Cliff's calendars have been sold since the first one came out in 1979. In the decades since, he has delighted his fans around the world with an array of poses in some exotic locations, including sunning himself on a lilo in Barbados, riding a jet ski and sitting atop a cannon. I would love to see Cliff Richard sitting atop a cannon. That was his, uh, his share pose. <laughs> <laughs> but in 2013, he hinted that he might be ready to stop the tradition, claiming it was too much pressure. It is pretty, pretty pressure inducing. He's a man on the edge. (laughs) He told chat show host Graham Norton that his 35th would be his last. I think the reason why the rumours got out that I'm not going to do any more is probably because it's true, he said. Sir Cliff, who had his first hit with Move It in 1958, has an estimated net worth of 80 million. 
He will turn 81 on October 14th. Would you and, like a uh, few of the comments from this story? I think, yeah, I think there are some great ones. Uh, Valine Ewing in Seaview Circle, uh, wherever that might be, said, was just watching him in Una in summer holiday on TV earlier. He was and still is a very good looking man, a voice like Velvet, and he could dance and act too. Cliff is a national treasure for sure. Pleased to know his recent ordeal is over. Wishing well for happier days ahead. <laughs> exactly. That's lovely. I mean, uh, the... Sorry, just Sneeds in Slough. He says, love him or hate him. you got to love him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, looking a bit further down, we've got Ed, Ed T. Ball, who proclaims himself a world citizen. And he asks, people actually buy this calendar? <laughs> Upon which wet rose petals from Inner Valley says, Yes, they do. He's had fans for decades. I expect you buy things that I wouldn't. I don't buy it, but I buy Celine Dion stuff, perfume, etc. Actually, her perfumes are gorgeous. Some I haven't opened. They're for my son when I die. His wife can use it or sell it. We all like different things. <laughs> The thing um, I like about that is that 14 people like that comment and 13 didn't. So it's really on the, it's really, you know, it's really on the cusp. It's like Brexit. So Matt, I, uh, I don't really know how you're going to follow that, but uh, I understand that you've got a good story about uh, Good Morning TV stalwart Kate Garraway. Yes, this is from the Daily Star online. It's by Jen Thomas and it's headlined. GMB fans distracted as they spot unusual fried egg pattern on Kate Garraway's dress. Wow. Yes. Good morning, Britain viewers have been marvelling at Kate Garraway's statement floral dress, with some comparing it to a fried egg and others calling it a fashion faux pas. Good morning, Britain's Kate Garraway has been dividing opinions with her bold dress choice on Monday's show, with some viewers saying the vibrant floral dress looks like a fried egg. Harsh, harsh, I would say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it, it it doesn't look like a fried egg, does it? It's not like one of these, like, um, fancy dress outfits you get. No, no. The presenter, 54, appeared alongside Charlotte Hawkins, 46, and their fashion options raised eyebrows. Kate wore a bright green dress adorned with large white and yellow daisies, and viewers couldn't decide if it was a good choice. Or not. So divisive. <laughs> it's completely dividing the nation. What would Lilani think of it? I, I, I suspect we might find out. <laughs> Kate Garraway has her fried eggs on this morning, joked one. Um, I know there's lots of important things going on in the world right now, but Kate Garraway, that dress, I mean, green with large flowers. Anyone can make a mistake. Swipes another. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that was meant to be a criticism or, <laughs> or not. What a swipe. Um, there, there are a lot of important things going on in the world right now. Why has Kate got fried eggs plastered all over her dress? Added one viewer. One person loved it, though. Kate, your dress today is cool. Love it. A hill I will die on. Kate Garraway is the absolute queen of a nice top, praised one Twitter user. That's the one. That's the one hill they will die on. Yeah, Kate Garraway's nice tops. <laughs> Charlotte looks stunning in sunshine yellow, and one fan raved, "I simply adore the dress Charlotte is rocking today." Kate lashed out at producers on the show when she was trying to talk to viewers at home when the camera didn't zoom in on her. 
She grumbled about no cameras being on her when she wanted to find out viewers' thoughts about the Taliban takeover in Kabul. <laughs> yes, there are really important things going on in the world right now. As well as their fashion choices, viewers were also critical of their presenting style. Many viewers were saying Kate and Charlotte were talking over each other repeatedly. Charlotte's face when Kate speaks over her is priceless, said one. Watching GMB wishing Kate would let Charlotte talk, added one viewer. It is painful watching Kate and Charlotte fight for airtime, insisted another. God, such a, such a tussle, the, the, the tension. Um, and that is it. <laughs> yeah. I feel Ooh. quite short of breath after that. I, I, I feel like absolutely I've been put through the emotional ringer today. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that was, that was excellent stuff. Excellent stuff, Matt. Yeah, thank you very, very much. proud of ourselves. Yeah, I am very proud. And so should everybody involved in all of today's stories be. Yeah. And Leilani, of course. And Leilani, who maybe we could get her on as a guest. That would be great. That would be perfect. I'll, 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 I'll get our people to contact her people. <laughs> yes. Right, Chris, I think that's enough for one fortnight. But um, in the unlikely event that people wanted to engage with the Barely Contained brand on the information superhighway, where should, uh, where should their fingers be tapping? Okay, well, firstly, they could uh, contact us via Twitter, which is at barely underscore pod. Or if they wanted to go to Facebook, they could look up Barely Contain the Podcast and find a heap of... Uh, content and bonus bits lovely stuff and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks time won't we we will indeed thank you very much bye bye cheers matt bye